Welcome to today's program. My guest is former Royal Marine, now priest, Nigel Mumford. Nigel, welcome back to Facing the Canon. Good to be here. Great to see you, John. How would you describe mm. what you do? I don't do anything. God does it all. I just get in the way. Let me decrease that he may increase. Uh, Hebrews 11, 1, I think it might be, or 1, 11, yes. I forget. But watching God at work every day, what a privilege it is. Now, what do you watch him doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, often he, often I find myself saying, you want me to do what? You want me to do what, Lord? You want me to go and pray for that person? My day uh, is extraordinary. We make appointments on Zoom, on the phone, all globally, and people come to see me. What I do is a listen, a love, and a pray. I hear their story, I want to get a target. As a former Marine, um, I, I was very proud of my, my marksman's badge. I was a good shot. But I've realized that sometimes when you pray, you know, sometimes you miss the target. Some Marines are lousy shots, but here's the key, you give a Marine enough ammunition, Eventually, eventually they're going to hit the target. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing. So I, I equate this as a drill instructor in the Marines that we can <clears throat> pray right into the nuclei. So the way I do this, the way God's shown me how to do this, the MO, if you will, is to the modus operandi is to understand what the broken bone, what the disease, what the cancer cell looks like, so I can get it in my eye. I, I know where it is, and I can pray as far powerfully as I can into the issue and as accurately as I can, and then leave it up to God. It's a yes. bit like planting a seed, John. You plant a seed, you know, you water it, you nurture it, you, you, put, uh, uh, you put heat on it, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn. What I've learned is not to pick up the seed and, you know, how you doing, you know, pull, pull it back, it doesn't work, you know. You've got to let it, you've got to let it mature. So the main focus mm. of your ministry is healing. Yes, yes, yes. Of mind, body, spirit, soul, the entire being. The entire being. Yes, it's not just the cancer in bed number three, it's the entire person. Now, Nigel, we live in a world mm. of miracle yes. and mystery. Yes, we do. God heals some, mm -hmm. but he doesn't heal others. No, I believe he heals everybody, but he doesn't cure everybody. That's Could my you take. explain that? Yes. So when you look at the word healing and the word cure, they both actually mean the same thing. But healing is the actual... Uh, lessening of pain, the, 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 the being able to live with the disease, but cure is, is the cure, the complete whole body being healed and cured of the disease. But I believe, and I, I really feel this very strongly, that when we pray, something always happens. Yes, no, later. But I know everybody's healed. And, I, and God has shown me that so clearly. I know something always happens. What do I mean by that? So they might not need as much medication. They might need less pain medication. That's healing taking place. And that is the mystery, as you said. It's an absolute mystery. I don't understand it at all, but it works. But Jesus still heals today. Absolutely, without a doubt. Miraculous. But how do we respond when we've prayed for a child mm. who's got cancer yeah, yeah. and then dies? Yes, yes. Dying is perhaps the ultimate healing. I've prayed with thousands of people who've died. I've seen death in combat, which is very unpleasant, to say the least. Uh, but I've seen beautiful deaths, and that's the mystery. I think of something that's just happened recently where a woman uh, in November went for a, a routine colonoscopy. She's 70, uh, 
Um, they found eight spots, four spots that were definite precancerous. They, they had um, biopsies, uh, indefinite issues. Um, uh, she came for prayer, we prayed. She went for uh, a, they cut off a foot of the, uh, her ascending or descending um, colon, took a foot of it out, took it out, no cancer at all, gone. They took a foot of the colon out and there's no cancer. Amazing. So I've come to the point where I've realized that um, I, I need doctors to look at this, to evaluate this. And it's been incredible to know that. Now, so you've actually seen oh, yeah. Christ heal people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. There's a story of the, that you prayed for three different women yes. who had breast cancer. Yes. Tell us about that. Oh, great story. I'm glad you, thank you for bringing that one up. So um, a woman came to see me with breast cancer. Uh, she was scheduled for a biopsy. Um, we prayed. Uh, she was ready to go. Uh, she was on, on the gurney, ready for the surgery to have the, the lump removed. Surgeon comes in, checks around, no lump, sent her home. A week later, I was out with my girlfriend at the time, um, uh, now my wife. We're having dinner, and there were six or seven women at the next table. Nigel, I'm glad you're here. Pray for me. I'm having surgery tomorrow. I've got breast cancer. So, so I said, let me finish my dinner. <laughs> we finished the dinner. Linda and I went over, we laid hands on her, we prayed for her. Two days later, she calls me up, she said, I went for surgery. I laid down, they prepped me, I was ready to go for surgery. The surgeon came in, couldn't find a lump. Third person came, same thing, exactly the same thing. Now, what was beautiful with this is that the doctor called me up and said, Nigel, what are you doing? You're taking away my patients. Yeah, it was the same surgeon. The same surgeon, three times. All three. All three, John. And all three yes. were diagnosed yes. with... Breast cancer. Yes, yes. Nothing. 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 God got my attention. As I said before in part one, God got my attention big time. Three in a row, three weeks, one a week. But, now, but having lunch with a doctor, <laughs> he took me to lunch. He said, what are you doing? Tell me about it. And he asked me to anoint his hands. That's beautiful. Isn't it? When it comes to healing, yeah. Nigel, are there certain blockages oh, yes. that hinder mm. healing? Yes. Tell us what those blockages are. In my opinion, the first blockage would be your relationship with God the Father. If your earthly father wasn't very nice, we've got to look at who God the Father is to that person. I would think that would be the first thing. The second one is huge, is forgiveness. So, so if we go back yeah. to the first yeah, one, yeah. Nigel, yeah. Uh, so that w w what we need to know that we have a consistent heavenly father who's perfect yes. even though Who maybe it. our earthly father was imperfect exactly yeah it's all about love. love after 33 years of doing this i've realized the greatest commandment love god love your neighbor as yourself and to, to love is the biggest love is the is the action is the motor of all this and whenever i come across somebody that i'm having a struggle with i ask the lord you know show me something to love in this person because a lot of people are combative angry disappointment, blah, blah. And I have to find something in them to love. But your second point was mm. was unforgiveness. Yes, unforgiveness, yes, yes. So tell us about that. Huge block. I, I met a woman years ago who said, you know, Nigel, to have a, a grudge is a reason for living. And I've discovered that That's people- That's so sad. Isn't it sad? Yeah. It was in, in, in England, actually, after I yes. gave her a talk on forgiveness. Had another hour to, I'd spoken on forgiveness for three hours and had another extra hour to talk to her, you know. But 
Very sad. So it's, it's a blockage. It's, unforgiveness. Yeah. Unforgiveness is a huge blockage. When we think of the Lord's Prayer, you know, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Why should I? Mm. There it is, right there. And there's that rage, that disappointment. We've got to get that right. Yeah. And if we don't forgive, we, we, break, we break the bridge on which we must cross. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What other blockages? Um, dabbling in the occult. So what do we need so, to do? How do we how do we break down these barriers and hindrances? So we deal with that first. Let me give an example of cancer, for instance. Dr. Carl Simonton, a well-known oncologist, realised with 81 or 86% of his patients there was cause and effect. So something, either he, I always ask people, what happened to a year to 18 months before the diagnosis? And more often than not, there's a, there's a stressor in their life. So that becomes the, the primary and the secondary, the primary, the secondary is the cancer. You heal the primary and the cancer is not needed anymore. And I've seen that happen over and over again. Where something had happened, we pray, we get rid of this part, and then the cancer is not needed, it's not upheld anymore. And we've seen that many, many times. But it is a mystery, that, that's the thing. Well, you know, I, I, met, I met two women, uh, two, a man and a woman in the same church on the same week were diagnosed with the same cancer. The man came to see me, swore at me, he was angry, he, he went out and got drunk that day. Um, he saw me the next day with a wicked hangover. He died a month later. The woman lived for 10 years and died of something else. Yes. Exactly the same cancer. Tell us uh, some stories mm. of he miraculous healing that you've seen yourself. Yes, absolutely. I think the, the, the most extraordinary one uh, was a woman who'd been pushed down the stairs with domestic violence and had broken her wrist in seven places. Uh, she obviously put a hand out as she fell down the stairs and broke her wrist. So she came to see me uh, with a cast from here to here, praying for her. I was absolutely drenched praying for this woman. It was extraordinary. So the, the next day, apparently, she went to a doctor with cash in her pocket um, to say, would you x-ray this? Because I believe it's been healed. He said, no, it takes seven weeks. This was Sunday. She was pushed down the church stairs. Tuesday, um, <clears throat> uh, she came to the healing service, so three days. Um, <clears throat> the, eventually, she negotiated a cash price. He did an x-ray, completely cured, all seven breaks. Now, she called me up and said, I, I need to come to see you, um, and told me, and I'm like, oh, you have little faith. I'm in the healing ministry, and yes. I honestly didn't believe her. John, she came in, put out a hand like this, gave me a full-on handshake that hurt. Oh, because they took the cast off? Yes, the cast was off. And, but, she, and it's all healed? All completely healed. And then she had these two x-rays, she got them out and slammed them on the desk. She was angry because she didn't believe me. She slammed these down and I looked at the x-rays. One x-ray, both had dates on them. Uh, Sunday, you could see the seven breaks. Uh, uh, Wednesday morning or Tuesday afternoon, no breaks at all. Cast off, full mobility, no, no pain at all. Completely cured in three days. Now the PS to this was very exciting because the doctor called me up two weeks later. He said, Nigel, we got a problem. I said, we have a problem? He said, well, I have a problem. He said, would you be willing to go to court? Because the insurance company won't pay because it takes six weeks for a bone to heal. It cannot be healed in three days. They thought it was a fraud, a fraudulent uh, request. He said, would I? I said, absolutely, so help me God, I'll, I'll, I'll go to court. Like, I was, couldn't wait, you know. And then three days later, I got a phone call saying, uh, sorry, we've uh, <coughs> settled out of court. <laughs> but Amazing. It, was it really is, you know, again, God getting my attention. In Absolutely. Other yeah. So you've seen, oh, yeah. you can testify Absolutely. to having seen, would you say, what, how many, hundreds? Yeah. 
of people yes. healed. Physically, emotionally, mentally. The combat program we do for, wow. for trauma. I was going to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, you, yeah. The Welcome Home Initiative. Yes, yeah, yeah. When, what is it? When did you start it? We started it uh, 14 years ago now. Uh, I was having lunch with two bishops and we were saying, what could we do for the community? And apparently I said, maybe we could do something for veterans. I don't remember who did. Yes. So what? It doesn't matter. They said I did. It doesn't matter. Um, and we came up with the idea of doing a, pro a three-day program retreat for veterans for free. We've had people from England, Australia, Canada, America. Uh, it's a three-day program, completely free. Um, and it's a process of, of, of healing of memories and trauma. Just tell us something about uh, the effects of trauma mm. for many soldiers. Yes. Well, talking from experience, uh, and, and I like to look at this as God recycles, recycling me because I had this trauma myself. Um, people come with a lot of fear, a lot of worry, some back out at the last minute. Um, their history is so locked. Let me give you an example. There's a Roman Catholic who came to see us, broken by the Ten Commandments, um, you know, thou shalt not kill. He was broken. He had condemned himself. He was, he was very depressed, very broken. And he reckoned he'd killed at least 32 Viet Cong in Vietnam, for instance. Um, he, um, as I'm listening to him, he, he was done. He, he said, I can't get out of this. I'm broken. So I went and got my Bible and I opened it to Ecclesiastes 3 and said, read this. It says there's a time to kill and a time to heal. He went ballistic. He screamed bloody murder. He went so angry. I thought, what have I done, you know? Um, and, and he said, well, why didn't anybody tell me this was in the Bible? Mm. And immediately he was released of that self-condemnation. Romans 8.1 says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And that was the moment he was set free to be able to live his life of that condemnation because he'd killed, he thought God didn't like him, didn't want him, he thought he was done. Beautiful. But many others uh, return from war mm -hmm. hugely traumatized. Yes, broken. Yes. Yes. Carrying that burden. I would say they're haunted by the past, haunted by the memory of the past. There's a lovely story. One, of, one guy came to see me, a very high ranking uh, officer uh, in the US military. Uh, he worked in the Pentagon when the plane hit on 9-11. His job was to recover people, to, and there was nobody to recover. He was absolutely broken, um, to the point where his body was bent over. And when I met him, I was being a drill instructor, I nearly shouted at him, you know, stomach in, chest out, neck in the back of the collar, what's the matter with you, sir? You know, luckily I didn't do that. Luckily God zipped my mouth. He came, he sat down, we processed, we spoke about what he'd seen at 9-11 with this plane hitting the, the Pentagon. And so we were praying in a healing, praying into that memory. Um, <clears throat> and uh, at some point during the story, we stopped the story and asked if he could see Jesus. So he ripped off his glasses, he pulled back like this at the reaction of the heat and the avgas and the smell of burning people. And then he turned and smiled. I said, what, what do you see? He said, well, I see Jesus with his arms outstretched, weeping at man's inhumanity to man. Yeah. Do you know what? There was an audible click, 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 boom, and he came back to the statue of a military officer. The burden is, the yoke is heavy, the burden, the burden is heavy, the yoke is light in Christ. That burden of trauma had been lifted off him visually. He came in a broken man, he left a healed man. We talk a lot, don't we, mm. today, Nigel, about 
people's mental health mm. and well-being. There's mm. a lot of stress around, isn't there? Uh, Post-COVID, oh, yeah. oh, people who are unemployed, people who are struggling financially. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of way... There seems to be more mm. than there's ever been. Without a doubt. I would argue that the soup du jour today is anxiety. That's what I'd say. I mean, cancer, of course, is, is, is always up there. But right now, the soup du jour, I would say, is anxiety. People are fearful post-COVID. They were very fearful. They learned anxiety during COVID. Am I going to die? Am I going to lose my wife? Is my mum going to die? Anxiety is off the charts, you know, and I'm reminding peace, peace I give to you. Come back to that peace. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so what's the cure to anxiety? Peace, love. How do we access that peace? So what I would do is, I would always say, how might I pray for you? Six words, by the way, that, that you know, can change your life to say that to somebody else. How might I pray for you? So we analyse, we dig into... We, we don't pry, we pray into the anxiety. What's the cause of that anxiety? Was your mum anxious? Was your dad anxious? A lot of it is generational. They learn, we learn anxiety from our parents. It's, it's generational. So I'd find out where the anxiety comes from. A lot of it was fear of death during COVID. You know, am I going to survive? Am I going to live? You know, I had it myself because my lungs were so damaged. My doctor said, if you get COVID, you're going to die. You have no resource in your lungs because they're so damaged. You notice I've stop for breath now and again, yes. you know, the, my lungs are damaged and they will be, well, God sealed me, I'm alive, you know. Sure. But the problem is, is to unpack that anxiety and to understand the root cause of it and then to pray into it. So I don't ever lord it over people, I don't necessarily come alongside, but I go under that and lift them up, bringing Christ into the root cause and pray as accurately as I can, again, seeing the target. What is the cause of that anxiety? What is yes. the cause of that fear? Fear, of course, is false evidence appearing real. Yes. And analysing why you feel, where, where's, where's the demon? Do you, know, do you know the story about the guy who um, had fear of, of a boogeyman, a, a, a monster under his bed? Do you know the story? Yes. You, you know, Go on, tell us yeah, well, it. Well, so, so there's a guy who, who um, uh, was talking to a psychiatrist. He said, you know, $60 a week for six months, I'll, I'll cure you of your fear. So then he goes and gets his hair cut and tells the barber, um, you know, he, he has this fear. Uh, and the barber says, cut the legs off your bed. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So he cuts the legs off the bed, and six months later, no, three months, three weeks later, he sees the psychiatrist. He said, "How are you doing?" He said, "You didn't come to see me." He said, "No, I've been healed. I cut the legs off my bed." You know? Yeah. <laughs> and there's ways of you know uh, of, of cutting the the horse off at the pass, as it were. Uh, let me just mm. pick up on. Did yeah. you say fear? Yeah. How did you define it? False evidence appearing real. And many people mm. have the fear about the future. Yes about what yeah. might happen. Absolutely. So the way I look at that is Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God. So what I tell people, if you are prone to fear, prone to depression, prone to negativity, as soon as you feel that come, and it doesn't matter if it's been going for 10 minutes, 10 hours, stop, look up, smile and say, thank you, God, this is reminding me of you. And in doing that, we redirect into Matthew 6, 33, seeking first the kingdom of God. Rather than going down that rabbit hole of depression, fear, worry, anxiety, we're not going to go there. We're going to look up and give glory to God, setting the captives free. Nigel, so, what would you say mm. to anyone listening now? They're mm. desperate for healing, mm. whether it's physical, mental, emotional. Okay, they're tuning in now. Yes. And yes. they're saying to you, Nigel, help me. Yes, yes. 
what are you going to say to them and um, would you pray? Absolutely. I would say to you that you are desperately and beautifully loved. Please never forget that. I always remind people how loved you are. And we forget how loved we are. You know, I, I haven't worn a tie in probably six years. It's the first time I've worn a tie, I normally wear a collar, you know. And, and it's like, for years I, I straightened my tie, even having worn a collar since 2015. I forget, if I forget that, do I forget that God loves me? God loves you so desperately, so beautifully. Please, you are wonderfully, fearfully, lovingly made. Perhaps you weren't brought up in a nurtured, environment, but know that God loves you. And that is the tipping point, I believe, in our walk to healing, to allow Jesus to heal us, allow him to love you, allow him to nurture you. And we take all that fear, all that anxiety, we leave it at the foot of the cross. Again, because what? Jesus came to set the captives free in a very gentle, loving, and powerful way. Because when we pray, something always happens. Of this I have no doubt. So I pray for you, dear souls. I pray that, you know, when Jesus was asleep, I love it, Jesus took naps, didn't he? he <laughs> Jesus did. took naps, you know. Jesus is asleep in a wicked storm. The wind and the raves, you know, terrible time. And the disciples are worried that they're going to drown. Jesus knew he wasn't going to drown. But they woke him up and he got up and he said, peace, be still. And I say that to you, my friend. May that storm, real or perceived, because a lot of storm and a lot of disease, dis-ease, is perceived. So may that peace be upon you. Again, way beyond my words, may my words not limit this moment in your life to know how loved you are, because that's what this is about. It's all about love. Amen. <laughs> Can you pray mm. for those that need a physical touch Absolutely. of God's healing yeah. now? Yes. You know, um, again, when we pray, something always happens. So supernaturally, by God, I lay my hands upon you, wherever the pain is, in your brain, in your organs, in your body, in your limbs, in your joints, in your attitude of life, in the dis-ease, I pray fervently, powerfully and lovingly with all I've got. I pray into the issue that you may be suffering from. I pray the pure grace of Jesus Christ upon you, with great power, with great love, and with signs following, as it says at the end of the book of Mark, with signs following. I want you to know that love. I want you to be blessed. And I pour that into you. I pray for you. I supernaturally lay hands upon you for your healing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jesus encouraged us, Nigel, to pray and to keep on praying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Others have the opinion that if you've prayed once, mm. you don't need to pray again. Once, once and done. Right. Once, yeah. 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 What, what, what's your wisdom on this? Well, I, well, it's a very good question, yeah. Um, I believe it, I keep praying. I mean, I pray for somebody, and when I leave them, I keep praying for them. Yes. Um, individually, Jesus said, ask. He said, whatever you ask. So we can ask once, or we can keep asking. You know? Yeah. Or as they say, asking, or axing yes. in America. But, you know, keep asking. I think to ask for that healing in all honesty, in all humility, in all love is so important because that's what this is about. It's, it's so simple. When we think of the, you know, the, 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 the um, disciples, they were only fishermen, you know. Well, there's, a, there's a lawyer, there's a tax collector, but they were simple men. I'm a very simple man. I'm not a theologian, but I'm a heartologian. Luckily, I work with two theologians who, who yes. blow me away by what they have up here. 
you know, as my, 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 my teacher said, there's nothing here, but there's a lot here. And that's what this is about. So that combination of love and trying to find something to love in somebody is, is so important. I like the word, Nigel, push. Mm, yes. P-U-S-H, pray, yes, pray until, until something, something happens. happens. So Amen. I think just keep yes. knocking yeah. on the door. Absolutely. And we have yeah. the analogy, don't we, uh, yeah. of the widow knocking on the yes. Yes. judge's door. The persistent widow. Persistent widow. And that was used yes. as an analogy yes. Yes. to keep on. I had one of those. I had a persistent widow. She was Indian uh, from India, uh, living in New York City when I was uh, healing, praying for healing in Connecticut. She was a pain because she kept coming, kept coming. And we had to pick her up at the train station like half an hour away. Every Wednesday, I said, oh, no, you know, she's coming again. It's, oh. you know, she got under my skin. And I, I called my, my spiritual director at the time and said, help, you know, this woman's really getting me mad. And she said, Nigel, the persistent widow. Absolutely. Why she was coming was to conceive. That time, she said the persistent widow, I got it in my head. Okay, she came, we prayed, guess what? Yes. Bingo, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. I had to learn. I had to learn from that persistent woman who wanted to be a mother, not a widow. No. Beautiful lesson. Absolutely. Mm. Now, you've no. written, you've written yes. a number yes. of books, which yes, I right. really do want to highlight. Thank you. The Forgotten Touch. So what's that about, Nigel? There's more stories of healing, but also how a church might pray for their, 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 their uh, parishioners. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then... After the trauma, yes. the battle begins. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a powerful title. Yeah. That's targeted it's, for combat veterans and anybody who has trauma in their lives. So that is to explore healing of post-traumatic stress. And, and you can experience trauma just being oh. in, a, in a car accident. Absolutely, yeah. This, this is aimed at combat veterans, but there's post-traumatic stress for, for all sorts. I mean, post-traumatic stress is derived from the possibility of losing your life or witnessing somebody else losing a life or the imagination of that possibly happening. That is how trauma gets in. And by the way, the uh, General Danit wrote the foreword to that book, which I'm very excited about. Of course. Yeah. And then, of course, this is where your healing begins, mm. your most recent yes. book. Tell yes. us about this. That is about how you explore your healing, where you're, to know that Christ does heal today. He's in the business of healing, and it explores the avenues of healing that we can approach. And I like the yeah. title, Healing Begins. Begins. Yes, yes, yeah. In other words, don't be despondent, exactly. don't be discouraged. Exactly. So obviously you've been engaged in the Ministry of Healing for how long? Since uh, 2000, well, uh, 1990, 33 years, a year after Julie was healed. So this yeah. book probably is yeah. a synopsis. Absolutely. It started off as 72 chapters. And now it's down to 18 chapters, thanks to the amazing editor who edited that book. You're, you're a remarkable man, Nigel. Uh, no. There's that little phrase, uh, <laughs> the wounded healer. Yes. And you yourself have been wounded oh, yeah. in so many ways, mm. whether it was the uh, school teacher, oh, yeah. mm. whether it was Northern Ireland as mm. a soldier. Mm. Uh, you've been wounded, mm. but God is using your mm. brokenness mm because of the healing in your life mm. to be a channel of healing to others. And may you see many more healings and miracles, Nigel. Thank you. And thank you for praying for us today. Thank you for joining us. Privileged to be here, John. Thank you for inviting me. I hope that's inspired you. I hope that's encouraged you to just keep knocking on the door of heaven and to keep praying if you have need of healing and, and dip into Nigel's resources and, 
and um, just renew your mind, your thinking. Thank you so much for joining us. Please join us again. Just 10 by J. John. Relaunched and reimagined. Just 10 is a 10-session series to explain the Ten Commandments and their relevance today. With free video resources for churches and small groups and a re-released book to help you go deeper. Take time to unpack how each of us can live by these timeless principles today. Visit just10.org to find out more.